0: Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, Something like...
1: Friendly sparring with Leo and Joes. Friendly sparring.
2: The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joes.
0: Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, All right, cool. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the 90s classic street shark and how modern animation does a bad job at not being street shark. <laughs> I'm your host, Juice, and I'm joined by my co-host, Leo. What's up, Leo?
2: Hey, man, how's it going? Um, also, is it just one shark? No. Did I say street shark? It's your sharks. Twice. Yeah, you said it twice. Yeah, why is it not street shark?
0: That's okay, and I didn't do it today. But Leo will know this every time I start to uh, do the intro. I'll be like, "I'm your host, Leo."
2: Yeah, <laughs> <I'm>, actually, you <laughs> I'm guys have right. definitely I, heard that.
0: I think, yeah, I think we've kept it in a few times, but there's there's been times that you haven't heard.
2: Hmm. Yeah, man. I'm like,
0: know. stop, stop.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, okay, cool. Um, you said you're you said you're me, I, and also I'm, I'm me. I'm
0: looking at him. A- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. We're both did, each other. Yeah. I didn't even flip the names up and be like, I'm yours, Leo, and I'm doing by Leo. <laughs>
2: and I'm like, this whoa. is the podcast of Leos. Yeah. Great. I love it. I can't wait. It's very existential. Um. Anyway. Uh. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing great. Uh. I, I love a good early, and it wasn't even early, dude. And here's the thing: yeah. like, if you're you're on the West Coast, <clears throat> that's somewhat early for you, and but for if you're for people on the east coast like myself it's just reasonable yeah. it wasn't even like, like i saw them telling people like, oh i love an early fight card and like some people in the uh, in the uk and stuff were saying that i was like i get i mean it's early compared to you normally it ends at like 5 a.m sometimes for them but like this is just a reasonable time <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, th- I think for uh, everyone on the East Coast, I-, I like, I'm sorry, everyone on the West Coast, uh, I'm just speaking for everyone uh, in the world. Uh, I think we like earlier fight cards. Yeah, 100%. Uh, well, it's just, it takes up my day. Like, you know, it goes from, from one to about, um, well, what, like eight, something like that, seven something. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and you still have time. Like, if you want to go do something, you know, go you know tug on your hog or something right, like that exactly they got yeah. time to do it i mean if you're not already doing it during the the fights right. but Naturally. you know but you know afterwards you get you get a little bit of time to you know, know just think about life and how you could have been a ufc fighter
0: yeah wax uh, i was actually talking to rhino before we started recording um because i sent him a question for a show and it was a boxing question which i normally don't do is and I was actually, I just, in that moment, I remembered, uh, my great uncle, my grandfather's brother uh-huh. was a pro boxer and my grandfather was a middleweight champ- boxing champion in the Navy. And, uh, I was like texting my dad about it. and He was just like, Oh yeah. And he, he had this fight in Mexico city. Like apparently like he was a fucking boxer for a long time. So, um, all that to say, just wanted to tell that story. It's not, there's not even any point to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, when you're done watching the fights, just think about your your, your great grandfather being a boxer. <laughs> even if they're not, just think about that. That's what I do. Yeah,
0: anyone listening, just just think about the possibility of you having boxing in your lineage, and if, if that isn't the case, just pretend.
2: Yeah, and just sit on the edge of your bed crying about it. Because <laughs> that's what I do every Sunday, guys. Every single Sunday, I'm sitting at the edge of my bed crying because my Great grandfather was
0: a boxer in the navy. I imagine you, <laughs> the, in that scenario, telling that at the at the end of every fight card, you just turn off the TV. Yeah. You don't even like sometimes if I'm doing stuff, I'll leave it on until the post show comes, and it's like whatever in the back. Yeah. I just remember you turning it off, and uh, in the background, for some reason, is that song from Zoolander. It's like I started a joke
2: no no for me i actually put on uh uh uh, the village people's in the navy and i'm crying (laughs) on the edge of my bed in the navy in the navy and i'm just like (laughs) my grandfather was a good boxer
0: can you imagine dude if 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 a fighter a ufc fighter walked out to village (laughs) people I yeah,
3: wh- see, <laughs> and they're doing as they Can walk up. you out.
2: imagine that'd be so good? Like, bam, 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 bam,
4: bam, man Young man. <laughs> oh man.
2: And then could you imagine like <laughs> at the end of the fight, like as he's walking off, they just play his music again, but he's like, yeah, I'd like to thank, uh, I'd like to thank my, my mom who just passed in the Navy, <laughs> just walking out. Woo.
0: What is happening? Dude, I really want, I, I really want Clover Teixeira to, uh, to walk out to, the, to YMCA. I love it. Cause he's a little bit older and it just starts with the young man did you see that picture of, of glover training for the for his fight in crocs yes oh my god iconic
2: he's living it up all right well we have to make this episode short yes right uh so i'm leaving <laughs> right well, now okay
0: uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna finish up i'll let you yeah. i'll let you go. so if you guys learned
2: anything is that we both cry about our our great-grandfather fighting in the navy
0: yeah it was my grandfather, and then my great uncle was a, a pro boxer. Outside of it, dude. Apparently, yeah. I don't like the details
2: of your okay. story, so I'm just okay. changing Okay.
0: I was gonna, I was gonna say something cool, and then you just shot me down. So now I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm can, not I keep, keep
4: going. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Uh,
0: they used to go to bars and pick fights. My grandfather and his brother. And hey, that's not drunk. cool. Uh, it's, it was the 50s. It was a different time. <laughs> it was the 50s. <laughs> it was the, fi- it was a. Actually, I was, I think it was the 40s because they were both in World War II. Um, oh, right, right, right. Like. It, it got out of it they used to call my grandfather the roma kid because he would get drunk on roma blackberry wine and just beat the <laughs> shit out of people <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me like <laughs> i just imagine him like it's that 40s like oh shit here comes the roma kid get to the back
2: <laughs> the idea of your grandfather of your great I'd be a grandfather, like the the idea that like like a radio show comes on. They're like, "Do you guys like Roma Blackberry wine?" Well, if you guys do, come down to this bar and fight this guy.
0: Yeah, because that's what they used to do, and the, they used to advertise bar fights on the radio.
2: <laughs> hey, man, listen. Now you're, your a local
0: watering hole.
2: Yeah, come check out the Roma kid. Free advertising. Drink Roma, get into bar fights. Well, anyway.
0: well anyway indeed um which which sort of neatly segues into at, talking about actual fights right yes um what what are the what which one uh, fight on the prelims did you want to talk about
2: uh i'm gonna do the uh dovrak ronderos um but i mean dvorak. what a d- yeah dvorak dovrak like I, I
0: forget who he was supposed to fight because when we did our um uh, picks last week. I don't think he was on it, but I remember looking at the car like, "Oh, Dvorak's fighting. He's good." Um,
2: yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, I can't remember either. But they, but they made a, you know, a oh, deal it was about Paiva.
0: that's right because he called He called he called him out in the fucking post fight as well. Like it was it was only on Paiva who like misweight again, and he was like, "Oh, I don't even want to think about this guy." Like he wasn't going to make weight. He didn't, it's not that like he misweight because the guy apparently <clears throat> um, Ronderos got the call. Like the night before Thursday, like 11 p.m. Yeah, we had 12 hours to cut weight. Honestly, like him only missing by two and a half pounds on. Uh, I mean, I don't know how heavy he was, but even still, like having to cut weight and you know in 12 hours on short notice. Yeah, already. If if they cut him after this, that's fucked up. Like he deserves another shot with a full camp, dude.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's that's such a good that i think that's why i wanted to highlight it is because of that fact because like i said the commentary team kind of like you know we're like oh like you know he came in on short notice he did this stuff and everyone's like well let's see him come back with a full camp you know like that's that's right. what you gotta you gotta hope for because you know he at least stepped up and that's what they were that's what everyone was saying say, saying but um uh uh but david man just like got that i mean it was close to a one-arm choke it was close i mean it did I mean obviously he tapped to the to whenever he fully got the grip but it, mm-hmm. it was in pretty tight um yeah it was one on that. for a while yeah <clears throat> so you know good on good on him for that um but um yeah good good knockdown good submission good fight
0: and i like that he was kind of fired up in the in the post fight interview as well um <clears throat> yeah. and he was just like yo piva is always missing weight. fuck him or whatever and then he's uh feeding off the energy from yuri his, his training partner that i love too they're yeah. both in the Czech Republic. Um, <laughs> but it was a good fight. Do you have anything more to say on that fight, or Can I move on?
2: No, you can move on. Like It was pretty short and sweet. And uh, they were pretty, uh, like I said, most of the fights in the prelim are bangers like yes. yours.
0: Absolutely. Well, I wanted to talk about one, but I just thought of another one that we have to talk about regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to talk about Ben Roth over Chris Barnett. And that was... I got to say, I didn't want to talk about it because of how great of a fight it was. I mean, it was like a sort of sloppy heavyweight fight, but Chris Barnett coming in on short notice and just trying his absolute damnedest. I want to give him so much praise. Like I fucking love that guy, dude. The chicken his highlights, dude. Huggy bear fucking beast boy doing those spin kicks at the has fucking size. Like being a five, nine heavyweight, just absolutely super thick. I fucking stand this guy so hard. Um, so yeah. I got, he got to show a little bit of it in the, in, you know, he was like, he landed a spinning back kick on, on Rothwell, which Rothwell just fucking ate and, and moved forward. Mm-hmm. Um But he, he, he stopped him early or like in the, in the second round, not early, early, but you know, obviously it was like half the fight. I want to talk about Joshua Cooley bow. <laughs> fucking beats up the, the, his, his opponent. And then on oh. the post fight, calls out his girl. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, here's no, bro. Thing. <laughs> He's definitely sleeping on the couch when he gets home.
2: Hey man, <laughs> or she is. Like the way he was, <laughs> the way he was calling her out. Like, yeah. it, like he was like, I don't know. I'm sure everyone else noticed, but uh, <laughs> he was just like, he was like, hey babe. Like the first one, he was like, hey babe. I told you so. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, "Hey, I told you so." And I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> like, I it, it was like, like lighthearted at first. And he, and then when he said it like again, I was like, "Uh, <laughs> um, what did you tell her?" <laughs>
0: If, dude, imagine if that's how they break up.
2: Yeah, I mean, Imagine
0: if you're just like, oh, I to my girlfriend, I told you so. And then I'm he goes you. on Twitter, anyway, I'm single.
2: Yeah, I told you so. I told you that if I won this
0: fight, we're done. Dude, if they had that energy going in, they're probably done regardless. Because if he had lost and she was right, they were like, well, fuck you. It's because you didn't support me. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's
1: because he didn't support yeah.
2: me i lost yeah. because you thought i would
0: lose yeah that's
2: why well you didn't even give me a kiss
0: before i left fuck you you, you didn't give me a good luck handy what yeah. the fuck is that yeah but honestly though it was a great fight he fought his ass off so i want to i want to give him props for that but that de- yeah definitely don't call your girl out
2: yeah, no, that was really. I thought it was funny too. I, I, like I said, just the way he said it, I was like, "There's something going on there."
0: He gets home and she's like, "And, and he's in Australia, and I believe they have to quarantine for yep, two weeks before they, they can see." I love it, <laughs> but they can visit each other through this like fence usually, and like they're like on the other side, like it's like a you know two fences where there's a gap in between them. Hey, can I tell you
2: something? She ain't
0: visiting him, or. She's gonna go just to say, You called me out on national television. <laughs> you think we're staying together after that? <laughs> Terrible. No, we're
2: not no. staying together. <laughs> no,
0: dude, when when Australians say no and they they draw it out, it's fucking the best. Like no, no. It's no, I didn't best. do that. Yeah.
2: Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right. Um, all right. Well, oh um, to uh-huh. say wait are we going to keep talking about the rothwell well i mean you pretty much talked about the rothwell i pretty right? much about just like but... i don't want to
0: talk about ben rothwell at all i just want to talk about chris barnett and how happy i am that he's in the ufc and if they cut him i'll be fucking pissed
2: yeah i think uh i think with with ben i mean <laughs> he just said some very specific things that i thought were weird that he was like yeah i can pretty much take on anyone i was like uh are you sure like are you sure especially if i fight
4: like that
0: i can beat anyone in the world
2: yeah but especially with the heavyweight fight that happened on the main card (laughs)
0: like yeah that was fucking great dude yeah jared Jared, uh jared vendera aka the chet hanks of mma yeah (laughs) they fought he would have done terrible things to rothwell
2: yeah exactly but anyways let's let's go on to the uh... dude yeah exactly let's go on to the the main card and we start with that banger of a fight with jack Hermanson, huh,
0: bro i was like so we both picked jack right and yeah. um i was nervous in the first round
2: oh yeah dude because fuzzy. edmund was-, was
0: like and they said to like on the on the on the broadcast and the walkout and everything it was kind of the story of it like it made, me, it made me respect Shabazzian, too, because I was remembering that Brunson loss, and I was like, maybe they're going to kind of rein, in, rein him in, give him a tune-up fight or whatever. Even though it's kind of a disrespectful word in MMA. It happens in boxing all the time. Yeah. Um, But I thought he was going to take maybe another, like, unranked guy or something like that. But they give him Jack, and I, it didn't even occur, occur to me when they announced it, because it kind of makes sense, right? Rankings-wise, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's
2: not too far of a jump, yeah.
0: Not too far. Um, Shabazzian was putting on him in that first round to to the point where I was like, Jack needs to get this fucking shit to the ground. And he did. So that was like, thank God.
2: Yeah. And, and it really just showed, you know, it's so funny during the, um, the, you know, Michael Bisping and all them, the commentary team just kept like saying like, once you get to the ground, you got to start working your way back up. And I was like, I mean, I guess like they're, they, they just kept saying it over and over again. I was like, there's some people that can work on the ground pretty well. Um, but I guess like that's just like their fighter mentality. Um,
0: well, I think they're also just saying in general, because like a guy like Shabazzian, like he lost to Brunson on the ground. He like it was from ground <laughs> and pound, was, he had his back, he was pounding him out. Like if you're not a jiu-jitsu guy that can work off their off your back, get the fuck up. And but Bishman yeah. was also saying, I think, like, you know, if you if you obviously the goal is to get up at some point unless you're gonna pull something off from there. I think he was saying, like, get up after the initial takedown, like, right away because that's when it's easiest and you can get your momentum or something. Because, like, Bisping would always work his defensive wrestling more than anything. He never really worked takedowns. He yeah. put all his energy. He was like, okay, I didn't, you know, grow up wrestling. I'm already behind the curve. Like, I need to put all my effort into getting up and, and defending takedowns, and that's what he did. And so, like, it was just kind of like they, – they always personalize it, the fighters on on the commentary, which is sometimes I like sometimes it's – like you said it can kind of be like a little bit biased
2: well it's only it was only biased because he said it almost every fight that's yeah. why like if he didn't say it every fight i would have been like okay but but he just said it every single fight every time anyone What's like was the ground. wrestling yeah one of them stand up yeah pre- yeah they pretty much said that a, like a bunch of times but hey man like <clears throat> that third round hermanson let that curly hair fly and just whew, the end of that round was so intense the last minute of that round were just him Mall and Shabazzian, and then when he got like to full mount and just started like in the last like what six seconds he was just like ground and pounding. I, <clears throat> good on Hermanson. Great joke at the end of with this post fight talking about joining the oh, family. With can the, I join the family? Yeah, I love with it, Chase dude. and uh, and Ben, which I love. Um, <clears throat> but good fight on him. Um,
0: <clears throat> the only thing I didn't like about his interview, and because it was like so wholesome, I was like he was super smiling. I was like, dude, this is awesome the end of it when he calls out Whitaker or or he said or uh I could get the well did he see the winner of till Brunson for some reason he I did thought he said that and then he also said like he mentioned he, he definitely mentioned the, Whitaker the,
2: the first person he mentioned was Whitaker
0: but yeah but
2: you know what I mean like here's the thing I understand that you might not like it but the way that Eugene is being the way that Eugene Behrman's being uh, dude. I guess yeah. I, I, th- I think that for I don't think Hermanson's like. I think he's just saying like anybody could could be it. He wasn't like, hey, Robert Whitaker, I'm looking for you. He was just like, well, Robert Whitaker or right. any of these other three fights that could be right. like two fights that could that could shake out. But I'm ready to go. Um, any of those people. Yeah. Um. So. I should, <clears throat>
0: yeah. I was. Saying, I should clarify. I. He should have called out Whitaker from from his perspective. You know, he should be reaching out there, but I don't like it because I like the UFC might go, Oh, let's oh, yeah. put that. And like that, I don't want for Whitaker. Well, let me just say, early prediction if they fight, Whitaker bends him over a barrel and shows him the 50 states.
1: Um, <laughs>
2: um,
0: <clears throat> That's a horrible bosses reference. And uh, my oh, okay. Chelsea Diesel, said that about uh, another Whitaker matchup. And I was like, Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so okay well uh, moving on to the next fight I wasn't able to watch this fight oh no I no which I feel bad about because I heard it was a banger um, yeah it was pretty good uh, but uh, I had to go get a pizza so while these guys warriors were putting it on I had to go get a pizza
0: how much a pizza cost about, about 10, 10 bucks. bucks it was about 10 bucks you can get three of them in a month it's 30 bucks skip yeah. the pizzas and watch <laughs>
2: Ricardo Ramas yeah. and yeah, Bill Algio
0: B- Bill Algio by the way his bill nickname is senior perfect yeah i forgot For reason, i thought it was mr perfect but it, i guess he, i don't know if he changed it or if i was wrong but it's senior perfect cuz i picked bill like he's a he's a local guy he trains in um in philadelphia <clears throat> A friend of the show, T Cross, has trained with him before, and I was just like, "Yeah, dude, I want him to win." Like it was, it was cool. It was also like super petty of Dana to like, he he. Bill was on um, the Contender series, and he fought Brendan Loftane. Now Brendan Loftane put on a clinic and beat Bill Algio pretty soundly in the last twenty. And it was a banger of a fight too. At the at the end of it, fucking Loftane was like peeing blood. Oh wow. Um, I love the, it. In the last 20 seconds of the third round, the last 20 seconds of the fight, Brendan goes for a takedown to like secure the round. And that right there cost him the contract. Dana was like, You don't go for a takedown in a fight like that. You you stand up, you, you keep going for a finish. And I was just like, Fuck you, Dana. And then bill i don't know i don't know what happened after that maybe he won a, another find the regional scene or whatever but they signed him it's like you you didn't sign brendan who is this like talented prospect from the uk that people were looking for like dude like every time this guy fights in pfl the uk twitter won't shut up about him like they love this guy and uh he signed bill instead which is so fucking petty but um i was rooting for him until i found his nickname is fucking senior perfect
2: <laughs> great <clears throat> yeah, I'm so happy that I, I I didn't watch this fight just because of the story you just told.
0: Yeah, well, they can't all be winners, Leo.
2: They can't, and and yeah. Mr. and Senior Perfect isn't anymore.
0: It's not, but Ricardo fucking put it on him, beat the brakes off him. He was he was like, and he was coming up from bantamweight as well. And I was like, oh okay. The amount of like the takedowns he was landing, he just like slamming him, I was like, yeah, dude, this is great. <laughs> And Ricardo Hummos always looks like a fucking evil villain to me. I don't know if it's like the mustache or like Probably the mustache like from, from from like an old old timey villain. Not not like in general, mm. just like a like a dastardly from the fucking uh, like silent movie days. Like, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Always twirling like his mustache
0: afterward. After this fight, he went and tied someone to train tracks. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Um. He tied Bill Algio's girl to <laughs> the <trainers>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: On To the next fight which
0: was surprising Yeah well I gotta say um, I don't think I it Felicia was... was gonna work her
2: Yeah and I also thought uh, It was a, a, a close fight I'm not mad with the decision I don't think it was A, a robbery by any means yeah. um, I mean I think Felicia Won the um, The last round Um, so that was the, that was kind of like the, the, the two first ones, but yeah, Norma, Norma just really put it on her, had a little bit of swagger in there. She, she, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good scrap.
0: The only thing I'll say about the scoring is that with the new judging, there's a case to be made for the third round being a ten eight, And if that was the case, I think it would have been a draw. And I, I do think sometimes the judges think about past rounds. I don't know if like whether it's subconsciously or consciously, because you're supposed to not like, no matter what happened in the first round, you're supposed to then clean slay Okay. Let's judge the second round kind of encapsulated. Right. Yeah. But I think they're like, okay, normal won the first two. So if we give Felicia 10, eight, then that'll make it a draw. We don't want to draw. Let's fucking just give it a 10, nine. I don't know if that's true. Like, like I said, it shouldn't be, they should not be thinking that at all, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like they might. Yeah.
2: yeah um but overall like you know uh good, good good fight uh good on norma for for beating felicia i mean it wasn't the judge's hands but i i think like i said i'm not mad with the decision because it didn't feel you know because everyone was like ah, oh, the first round I, I can't quite you know put my finger on it as far as like it, it, who won so here we are
0: here we are here uh, we are,
2: and here we are to what almost felt like main event of the evening uh right. did they hey man. win
0: fight of the night because that shit was they did awesome
2: they did uh great heavyweight fight they were constantly in each other's face uh jared's head wound was really hilarious because oh my god dude, the angle the cameraman had uh for us when it first started open opening it looked like someone had ripped open his skull like yeah a part of a little little tiny gash. Little gash i was like what is happening and then um
0: that cut but- man by the way <clears throat> deserves a lot of praise for getting him to that that final round
2: yeah uh and the
0: second and third when they had to clean him up like
2: but ju- just good, good on both fighters i mean they were both really really putting it on each other and uh jared um just in the last... Uh, I mean, I thought Tafa was going to get a knockout in the last round, in the third round, but uh, Jared just kind of bit down his mouthpiece and just kept going forward and throwing yeah. throwing bombs at him, too. So,
0: If that yeah, fight I, was, uh, for some reason, a five-rounder, or if they had even one more round, I think someone was going to sleep in that in, in the next round. Yeah, they absolutely. Kept fighting.
2: But they were doing... I mean, great. You know, good example of a, of a good fight. Uh, of just a, a good fight that's it has no bearing on the, the weight class. Um, uh, sorry. I don't mean like rankings wise. I just mean that like, you know, most people are like, Oh, heavyweight fights can be, and everyone was already saying like, Oh, this is going to be a, I can't believe this is on a, you know, like heavyweight <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be on main events. Um, well, people
0: were shitting on this card last night and I was like, why? Yeah. Like the Felicia Spencer, Norman Dumont, it wasn't amazing fight by any means. But I like people were saying this was the worst fucking fight of all time. It was this is not all time, not all time. But they were just like, people were like, that was a fucking Bad. stinker. Like the UFC should yeah. not be putting this on the main card. I no, no, was like, fine. bro, what the fuck are these people talking about? It And it was more than one. It was a lot of people.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what that's why I said, like before before Tafa and and, um, and Jared even like stepped into the ring, they were just like, oh, God, here we go. Another boring heavyweight. I was like, come on, Mike. I mean, I, you know. I understand that it could show the let the record show that, you know, the heavyweight fights can be boring, but yeah, just let them, let them have, you know, have the fact that they had a good fight, you know, or let the fight unfold, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there've been times where I've sat and watched a fight and I've let it unfold and it got all the way to the third round. And I was like, yeah, it was kind of boring, but, uh, but there've been times whenever I'm watching and I was like, Oh my good, what has happened? I mean like the freaking, uh, I remember watching the Anthony Pettis and Dustin Poirier fight um, when, like, I think Pettis broke his rib in the third 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 round. Yeah, in the third round, whatever it was. And I just remember being like, oh, my goodness. Like, obviously, these guys are delivering. But I just remember it was, like, when I was earlier on in the, like, watching UFC. I think it's my first event I watched, like, without you, I think. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, these guys are really, really... Putting it on, and I I had no idea who they were. So it's like this this thing that you just kind of you just kind of let the fight unfold, and and if they're boring, they're boring, and if they're good, they're good. But you just stay for the whole thing.
0: One hundred percent.
2: Speaking of staying for the whole thing, uh, how about fucking Jan getting dominated by
0: Carla? could not have called this fight more wrong i was yeah, like yeah, nah, yeah jan is gonna piece her up she's not gonna be able to get taken down and carla was just like nope i'm taking you down right away
2: yeah i'm running right for that and guess what i'm about to put you in a almost crucifix and just hit your head
0: fucking sat on her face
2: <clears throat> a bunch of times
0: a bunch of times
2: i mean like literally just like her i mean jan's tongue was tired by the end of That's what we're talking about, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we were talking about.
2: We're talking about the post-post show, right? The
0: post-post show. <laughs> I can't with you.
2: Um, No, yeah, she was like, I mean, one hundred percent, just sat right on her face. I think that's what gave uh, Jan the cut on her head.
0: Yeah, probably.
2: Carlos Barza just, yeah, you know, def- dropping def- Definitely one like of those hot. nasty
0: elbows. It no. was
2: just. Her fucking sweet chonch. <laughs>
0: okay. Sweet. We're moving sweet. in a different direction. <laughs> but- Good on
2: Carla Esparza. <laughs> Good on Carla Esparza for giving us that meme um of her just sitting on her face. But yeah, uh, yeah, Carla, Carla really um fucked her. <laughs> No, no. Uh, no. Go-
0: it was it was a it was a great fight, man. I mean, yeah. Um, she she dominated. She just brutalized her. It was like Jan was not even in that fight at all. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, she yeah. was not being like having any success. And so Carla's um, call out of Rose, I think she's gonna get it. Like,
2: yeah, it, yeah. Especially because it's uh, what Whaley and and Joanna like right above her. So,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, a lot of people, I think, dude, I think recency bias in MMA is so crazy. A lot of people are saying Carla beats Rose again, which I know is like, obviously she beat her already. So, you know, there's that, there's precedent in, in, you know, history sometimes repeats itself in MMA a lot, but dude, Rose was so green when they, you know, the ultimate fighter happened and, Mm -hmm. you know. She's with a different camp. She, I, I, don't think she was with Trevor Whitman at that point. I think she was with Duke Rufus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she has come so far to where I, I have a hard time giving Carla and like, and I know I did that going into this fight as well. So you think I'd learn? But I don't know, man. Like, how do you how do you see that fight going? The rematch between Carla and Rose, it'll definitely be. More it'll be more more
2: yeah. It'll be more competitive than. But I don't know, man. Like. Uh, I think I think it's just like the rise the rise of Rose like from before. I think I think she'll she'll get it done. I think it'll be a hard fight. I mean, we have a potential for it to be uh, similar to um Joanna and Wei Lee. Maybe not as like strike heavy, but it definitely will be um as competitive. Back and forth. Yeah, a yeah. back and forth because uh I think Rose has just improved so much since um since the, the last time they fought. So I, I, I think Rose could get it done, but if carla starts at wrestling like if she gets her down enough times yeah, yeah yeah it's gonna gonna be a problem
0: it's gonna be a problem yeah well <clears throat> speaking of problem rob font was a problem for cody garbrandt in the main it was like he was and initially i was happy for cody because he was his head movement looked good in, in a lot of places which is something he's not been good at lately and in his, his past stretch of fights at losing streak uh especially in the fights against tj and uh you know the moments of success he was having and just the
3: patience
0: it, i was like already at the beginning like regardless of the result i'm happy he's kind of like back in a way but rob fond just took over and and dominated that fight i mean uh, i think one of the judges gave it 48 47 i don't know what the fuck that guy was looking at i thought if anything 49 46 because uh, i want to say it was maybe the fourth round there was one round where, where cody looked like he found a second win. And he kind of like found his footing mm-hmm. but other than that dude rob won every round
2: yeah yeah you know? and, and he you know they talked about his jab and he was really really keeping that distance like working his um his strength in that entire fight. I'm so you know, the fact that Cody lasted all five, like he's pretty chinny in that. Um and uh yeah, I, I mean there's just some nice exchanges, some really big hits from both of them, but just Rob, like I said, it's that it's that extra that jab keeping that distance that really got him the the win, um, with some spectacular moments sprinkled out through through the entire five rounds. But Good on Rob. Um yeah, good on Rob. Let's see where he goes from here. Yeah.
0: The new England cartel is, you know, he's being yeah. a gym to watch.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, let's see what Calvin Cater does when he comes back. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, Max really just made an example of him. So...
0: Fuck, dude. I forgot about that fight. I mean, I didn't forget. Yeah, but...
2: you certainly didn't forget it. Nobody, <laughs> I, forgets. Yeah, nobody, nobody forget forget. that nobody forgets what Max did nobody puts max
0: in the corner (laughs) nobody puts max in the maxi baby yeah maxi baby baby in the corner
2: yeah um all right so that was last night's
0: fights that was last night's fights and i think uh do you have any more thoughts on it
2: no i think it was a great card um overall fun good thing it ended at 11 o'clock for you or 10 or whatever
0: time ufc please normalize seven o'clock main card start times East Coast You're killing me with these yes for East Coast. You're killing me with these fucking late start times. Yeah. Absolutely killing me. Absolutely killing me. But yeah. last night you didn't. So You didn't. Good I'm job. Happy. Well, <laughs> let's now take a quick break and we will move on to the forum. All right. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We the show sure starts now. Um, first up, we got a we got a question from the homie Shane Terra, big uh, big friend of the podcast, long time listener. He says, Is Dom Lau a better post fight announcer, especially for KOs, than Bruce Buffer? Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dom Lau is the um in-ring announcer for well, in-cage announcer, I should say, for uh, one championship. And I love his energy, dude.
1: It's,
0: it's always hard to answer questions like this because Bruce Buffer is so iconic. I mean, I, I honestly cannot think, and, and to be honest with you, being an in-cage in announcer is, is a dream job of mine. Like, I've already started to, to try and reach out to uh, like local promotions when, when things open up to to try and get in there and get some experience see if i can you know build a resume for that because that is fucking dream job yeah. um but that said like when bruce buffer finally walks away i i literally cannot think of i mean i i like joe martinez despite um the like backlash he gets sometimes people think he's too nasally or whatever or like you said, he like even for the uh, crowdless fights, the empty arena fights, he'd be like,
3: "Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready?" Just, just
2: change verbiage. That's all. Yeah. We just need you to change exactly. verbiage.
0: But Donald yeah. does a great job, and I, I think you know, Asian MMA, like one championship Ryzen for for Japanese MMA, the the vibe is so different. They're they're almost incomparable. Like. I don't want to say Dom is better than Bruce. And I don't want to say Bruce is better than Dom. They're just different. And they both add a different layer and, and complexity. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I hate, I hate to like sit on the fence for, with, with your question, Shane, but I just think that it's hard to compare the two. So, um, but uh, definitely, um, definitely. Thank you for the question.
2: Yeah. Definitely check out Bruce buffer anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i almost said that actually <laughs> um all right we got a um we got a voicemail from the homie mma catfish all right let's hear it aka seth long time friend of the show let me play it right now hey julio
1: baby it's mma catfish Oh, man, Cody, Cody, Cody. I mean, I guess at least we don't have to call him No Chin anymore because he didn't get knocked out. And I'm actually a really big Cody fan. That fight against Dominic Cruz was a master class. And before that, Dominic Cruz looked unbeatable. It looked like no one was ever going to be able to touch him. And Cody came in and just destroyed him. And then he gets KO'd. And he gets KO'd. And he spams his chin again until he gets KO'd. And then he comes back in that last fight with that amazing KO. And he seems like such a cool dude. I mean, he supports that cancer kid still. It was not about being a champ or a gimmick because he was champ. Like He like goes <laughs> out and hangs out with the kid and it's just like a cool dude by all accounts. But where do you see him going, guys? I mean, I know he didn't look bad, quote unquote, but he actually kind of did. I mean, he got worked. And those takedowns looked good at the start, and yet he couldn't make something happen with it. I just, at this point, man, I don't see him really going anywhere but down. And I know a lot of people talk about him making 125. I don't see that dude's physical build uh, going down to 125 and maintaining like a good performance. I don't know. What do you think? Also, FMP and subscribe to my OnlyFans.
0: <laughs> yes, subscribe to his OnlyFans and FMP indeed.
2: Um. I just think uh, I think that I think the, the one twenty-five is, is actually what does make sense uh, because of how he looks on the scale at one thirty-five. Uh, you know, like
0: it doesn't face, look like he cuts a ton of weight.
2: Yeah, his face isn't sunken in, there's nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like not to say that, you know, advocating for people to, you know, really kill themselves to weight cut and stuff like that, because we definitely wouldn't do that on this podcast. But I'm just saying that uh, I think that he could he could do some some damage down at 125. I think he could get some good. Um, I don't know. Everyone, everyone, look, it seems like a good amount of fighters are kind of moving down in their weight classes and doing pretty good. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where I that's where I see it at next round. 125, him and some other fighter at 125 international fight week
0: yeah dude it's 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 one of those things for me i i've never the only reason i brought up fly weight is because he has like he's been he's been somewhat adamant saying like he can make the weight you know i think that maybe the weight he wrestled at in high school and then maybe they feel like maybe he hasn't grown a lot since high school because here's the thing if you don't know T- cody's story and um i'm going to talk about um who uh, seth lovingly referred to as the cancer kid in a minute but he grew up as a wrestler or just an athlete in general. I think he might've even played football in high school, Um, Mm -hmm. but his uncle was a boxing trainer. Like from, from like five years old, he was training boxing uh, like I think they said, like in the, it would be in the garage with sandals as the mitts, like flip flops. Even but, like it is like a little five year old or whatever. But he would mm-hmm. train him just as like kind of like a hobby or whatever. And so even though he went to a wrestle heavy gym and Team Alpha Male, because that's like Faber used to always just always recruit wrestlers. Like that he recruited TJ. Like all those guys are wrestlers, and he never used his wrestling. I think in one fight prior to like in his title run, I want to say it was like a Gusto Mendez. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the guy's name. He, he wrestled him. And he like, said, Cody, do that. Like you're, you're, you can't be taking these shots anymore. He, he did it against Rob Font, but he didn't do it enough. Like yeah. he had success taking him down and maybe that would have gassed him out or something. I, I don't know what the game plan was. Although even though they did say the game plan was to wrestle, he, he didn't. And uh, I, I think he has improved since going with Mark Henry. And so I think that's a good move. Maybe he needs to wrestle with Frankie more. Like maybe, maybe that's the. I, I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. So um, I do think something needs to change because if you think about the idea of like, you know, definition of insanity, like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. If he doesn't change something up, what can we expect? Whether that's taking. And, and I saw like a tweet from Sean O'Malley saying, Are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? Right. And people, and people, even before that, were, were saying like, "Oh, O'Malley versus Garber next," which is like, I don't want to. I think Sean has a fight booked, if I'm not mistaken. But even still, I don't <clears throat> want to see that. So,
2: yeah, I think it's on the, um, I think it's on the, the Connor card.
0: Maybe, yeah that that could very, that could very well be. I think I think you're right on that actually. Um, either way, either way, I think definitely something with with Cody needs to change. I don't know what it is. You know, to definitively answer Seth's question, I just think, you know, either take a look, like, t- take a break. You know, you just went a five round war, even though you didn't get knocked out. Which, by the way, like the the no chin thing is uh, a big thing. Like what what Seth was saying, I was impressed with his chin last night because Rob yep. landed flush a couple times and he didn't go down. So oh, I yeah. think he's kind of, you know, short up his defense a little bit to where that's not at least incredibly an issue, though that's my one thing about going to 125 is like how would his chin hold up mm-hmm. you know you cut more weight you're more susceptible to kos right so i don't know but mm. um but great question, Seth. thank you and then definitely subscribe to his only fans <laughs> wholesome only fans all right this uh next question is from t cross and this is going to be hard for me to answer but i, I think it's a really great question
4: What's up, guys? What a great night of fights. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did, but I got to get something off my chest here. And I don't, and I don't mean to get, I don't want to get any hate for what I'm about to say, but I love Paul Felder and Alan Joe Ban as much as the next guy. But their, their retirement announcements should not have happened today during the, the stream because after the fights, all of MMA media is covering Paul Felder's retirement, and there were some fucking excellent fights tonight. Carla, Espar- Carla Esparza put on a fucking unbelievable performance tonight. Rob Font had a career performance tonight, and nobody's talking about it. Everyone's talking about Paul Felder. Uh, he's taken. They're both taking away from all the great performances that happened tonight, and it's bullshit.
0: I think this is a really important question and I, I have a couple thoughts on it because first of all, Alan announced his retirement on social media. I want to say last week or a couple weeks ago, it was recent, but it wasn't like, you know, a couple days ago, it was either like a week or two weeks ago. And, and so I thought the Joe band one was, was nice because they were on the desk. They weren't part of the broadcast. Um, you know they just sort of cut to him because they, there was a, a finish. It might have even been on the prelims, and that was more just like a tribute package. But I thought it was really well done, and the fact that Bilal was was there on the desk with him, I, I tweeted this out too. Like I was loving their bromance all night, dude. It was it was awesome, and I was a big fan of Joe Ban already, um, and that performance sort of broke out, but it also um, it also made me a fan of Bilal as well, because that's when they were that he took that fight on Ramadan. Like he's sort of known for that now, but even on his debut, he did it, dude. And I think that was like the, maybe the first time he did, it. I think he just didn't want to miss the opportunity. And he took the fight during Ramadan and trained his training camp during Ramadan and the way he fought and the way they were talking about him. I was just so impressed. And Joban and them telling the story, uh, Afterward, how, how they were in the hospital together and Joe Man found out they got the bonus, they got fight of the night, but Bilal didn't know. And he was like, Congrats, man. And he was like, Congrats, what? I lost or whatever. He was like, We got fight of the night. And he's like started tearing up. Such an amazing story. And just seeing the connection they had was awesome. Now to pivot to what he said about Felder, and and people that have listened to this podcast will know I am a massive Felder fan, and I always have been and I always will be. And Uh, I found it last night that he listens to the podcast apparently because it was either (laughs) last week or the week before, dude, we were looking at the rankings and I was like, Hey man, I love Paul Felder. He should make an announcement as whether or not he retired because they're keeping him in the rankings and he's taking up spots. And I knew, and I knew he wasn't that guy to do that. And I wasn't trying to throw shade at him. I was just saying, Hey, uh, for sure. Um, Make a decision one way or the other because people were saying absolutely asinine things like he's ducking Islam and like like fuck you and like shut up dude, uh just absolutely no like I knew he was retired, and that it was just only about the announcement and the rankings you know what I mean, and so him doing it on the broadcast I thought was special because um you know he's now become this amazing commentator and they they shared these uh, awesome moments um but to t cross's point i didn't even occur to me until he sent the question like yeah i I have not seen mma media talk a ton about carla and rob's performances and, and any of the like a breakout performance from jared as well just just an awesome awesome night of fights that is being overshadowed by this and you know paul does deserve his moment like whenever anyone anyone retires they do deserve to be celebrated and um I I do think MMA retirements are something that like, you know, we take with a grain of salt always. And I think um, this one I think is going to stick. I don't see it as something where he's going to come back, you know, too soon or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I just don't. But, uh, but that said, I do think it's taken a little bit of the air out of the room. You know, I do think he's taking up a little bit of of, of shine that would, would normally be going to Carl and Rob. And I don't know what the answer is to that because I thought that was a great time to announce it. It's but there's a lot of eyes, and like people need to know, you know, he, he's taking himself out of the rankings and he even made a semi's like, I wish more fighters would do this. Um maybe he could have done it on the post show. I I guess to to T cross his point, but but yeah, um I think that was also. This is, was a symptom of, of the card being like right after uh, a fucking insane pay-per-view. And a lot of the the fight nights right after a pay-per-view are sort of lackluster. And I did not hear a lot of people talking about this card going into it. So th- that could be a, a factor as well. I, I don't necessarily think that it's just that. But I I, I do think the Felder retirement uh, overshadowed. I, I've talked enough. Uh, what are your thoughts, Leo? Uh,
2: I disagree 100%. Um, I don't think that the shine was taken away from anything. There's post-fight press. Uh, there is, um, outlets that cover their fights. There are so many people they fought on national TV. Like there is something to be said about the concept of the shine being taken away. And I get it, but can I tell you something? Paul Felder's retirement was great. But let me tell you something. if fucking Conor McGregor texted one thing or tweeted one thing today, some controversial thing, all the air immediately out of the room and onto that or John Jones or if Khabib said one thing like there's a there's a thing to be said about the fickle nature of this sport in the sense of uh, we're in the information age. Sorry, but guess what? I have trouble remembering the card from last week. I have trouble remembering some of the cards that have happened throughout this entire year, and I get reminded at the end of the year. But I'm just saying that there have been banger of banger of banger of cards that have been happening this year. I mean, the Max Holloway one sticks out to me right now for the Calvin Cater situation, but there have been other fights, other wars that have happened. I mean, I even said last week, I mean, if you go through Mind and Juice's text from each time, I was like, wow, this is an amazing card. Are th- these fights, are this violence, this violence tonight? I mean, the the, the 260, I mean, whichever one just happened with... Um, 262. Yeah, with Throws and, and uh, Usman and, you know, uh, and all 261. those... 261. Yeah. Uh, and all those, like... Hey, man, it's, it's fickle. So... Paul Felder making his announcement doesn't take shine away from any of those people. It just makes you realize that those people fought very well tonight and they're going to be moving up in there because they don't, they don't care because their dream is to get to the belt. Our, our thing is to tune in and to watch them and to appreciate it whenever they make it their way. But everyone is, everyone technically is on a journey to, to make it somewhere. So Paul Felder's journey ended last night in the ufc um as far as a fighter goes and there i don't i can't say it's taking away anyone's shine because mma media is going to talk about these fights because that's their job their job is to okay uh let's say next week rosen um they have the greatest fight of all time It, it like everyone's like oh it's gonna be the greatest fight of all time an mma media person's job is to write about that it's you know, they're gonna write about Paul Felder and stuff like that. And Twitter's gonna be what Twitter's gonna be. It's gonna be fickle. So just you know, I just think that the entire concept of we're we're just recency, recency bias is such a big, big deal. And and we are overshadowed by it in the in the information age. There is not a way for us to get away from that unless you you yourself individually soak in that thing and kind of make a check mark and make yourself remember that because nobody else will, because there's too many things happening. There's just too many things happening.
0: But, but you do see his point right about what, because th- what you're talking about, like, like, yeah, if Connor tweeted something, it would have taken up the space. John Jones, but it, but it didn't, what did happen was Paul Feather announced his retirement. And that was a choice that was made by the broadcast team for him to, because Fitzy queued it up. He was like, you know, I guess you have some news to share and then they, they did it. And to your point about the media did their job to cover the fights. like they've been more, more focused on the retirement, at least, you know, from, I mean, from, from what on, I can on, tell.
2: On Twitter or, or the actual things they have to, they have to write.
0: Well, maybe that, those things haven't come out yet. I mean, it's, that's what the one thing about doing the show early is like, we're doing it really like the morning after not even at the end of the day but certainly all all the because the the media even even like twitter is a part of their sort of you know getting their their information out and i, th- I do think they have to be held accountable for for, for some certain certain things although i do think you know mma media deserves a lot of unfair backlash sometimes people are just like oh mma media is garbage and they're like you know like sometimes they they have to do what they have to do so like i said this is a very difficult question to answer because it's, it's kind of nuanced and um I don't know. I, I guess I see both sides of it.
2: I just, for me, I, I can't, I, like I said, I, because of the way that I operate as like how I watch uh, the UFC, which obviously is, is more casual than, I mean, I watch it a lot. And I have, we are, you know, it's an MMA podcast. It's just along the lines of like the fickle nature of like memory is just like constantly, like for me, I'm trying to con- like keep up with all these different fighters. And, you know, I'm reminded of like, Oh, the last fight they had, the last thing they did, the last, you know what I mean? And like in two weeks, I can tell you, nobody's going to be talking about Paul Felder's retirement. Sorry. So, I mean, and nobody's going to be talking about Rob Font or Carlos Barza in two weeks because I'm, I'm not talking about Usman this week. I'm not talking about, I mean, I'm talking about Rose for the sake of the next, you know, the next thing that's going to be happening because they're in the title contention. But, you know, the performances that happen, these amazing things that happen, they happen all the time in the moment and then they're fleeting they're Mm -hmm. always life is fleeting guys but also like i said entertainment um sorry the 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 information age that we're in it's just not it's not even remotely possible to try to to say one way or the other i understand the broadcast planet that way but like they do that on fight nights you know i mean remember when uh dude remember fucking ufc 200 Remember that fucking announcement? Remember Brock Lesnar? Remember fucking Ariel Hawani lost his fucking like the everything because of, for 199? Remember yeah. that? Like that was like uh, some bullshit. And it was because of the idea, like, oh, like old Brock Lesnar. was like, that's done. Guess what? Over with. <laughs> yeah. And nobody talks about that. There was so much fallout from that. Like when yeah. Ariel it was A like, ton. hey, like, uh, you know, I found this out. And Dana's like, oh, man. Like, what?
3: you know like they're
2: like i said they they really built that up they built that announcement up as much as they possibly could they put the advertisement into it and and to for for paul to be on the desk and to retire the way that he did yeah great i love it he gets he gets to sit at the post fight press talk about it but so did everybody else rob Rob font got to sit and talk about his knockout carla esparza got to sit and talk about her decision win win. yeah decision oh right sorry rob Rob, Rob Rob rob's decision carla has a tko yeah um so they both got to to still do everything that that they do just like every other fighter you know what i mean like it's just like it's the machine that kind of processes everything through and we just because we're so first of all we've been blessed this entire year with so much violence like so much talked about violence so much weird stuff so many you know the fucking weird staff infections and illegal knees and all that stuff it's just like it's a lot of information and rob did an amazing job one of his best of his career and Carla did a great job and really showed that she could be um you know is isn't th- for the title contention yeah. but you know I could I, I just could... hope they
0: get more coverage is what I'm saying and I think what T-Cross is saying because right now the, the coverage seems to be on more why Paul but what but but why why but, would but, you but to your point like fleeting like okay yeah we're not gonna be talking about next week but, but 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 at least for now especially when there's no card like next week let's Put some attention on Carl and Rob because we have all the time in the world to talk about Paul Fuller's retirement, and that could—that's going to be a story moving but forward. They're go- but because-
2: they're—they're—they're going to do it no, no more than anyone else. This is—I just mean the con—the concept of Rob Font fighting better than anybody else on the in the entire world is not true. It was a landmark performance for him. But you could say that about any of the fighters that had fight of the night all this time before this. They're getting the exact amount of coverage that they would have got no matter what. I'm telling you, there is no, there is no, it's an illusion. It is an illusion. It's not an eclipse. Uh, I'm just letting you guys know, it's not an eclipse. Paul Felder is not getting, is not taking away anything from those two fighters that they wouldn't get normally. They're getting the exact same amount of coverage it just seems like an illusion because fallfelder it's not it's not wrong for them to do that um i guess I'm just getting heated because of the idea like i said because because of the way i watch ufc because yeah. of the way that it works like i said i there's so many great fights this year and i can't i off the top of my head i can't name a bunch of them yeah. probably got something wrong with my brain to be honest with you but <laughs> um but i just mean that that they're getting the exact same same amount of coverage that they would if if that didn't happen you know
0: yeah well I think I disagree, but there's there's no way to really quantify that and, and it's it's hard to say. So yeah, I, I get think, it. I think we should move on. All right, let's let's move on. But it was an amazing question. Yeah. This I'm really excited to answer. This is from, from from the homie Ty, Fly Guy, Ty the Tiger.
1: Subjuice, sub Leo. It's I here. I noticed that uh, on Memorial Day weekend there's no UFC card. Very rare that we do not have a card. I know there's a one championship card on Friday. Other than that, a whole lot. So my question is not MMA related, but what do you guys like to do when there's no card on a weekend? Let me know what you guys do. Kind of curious to what MMA fans, of course I'm one too, but just kind of curious to see what you guys do
2: when there's no card all right
0: catch you later peace boom i love this question um yeah you know the the next week and this is probably a good time to announce sort of our schedule for next week is that
2: there is not one
0: there there's not yeah (laughs) we're gonna take a break and it it's not just that there's uh no ufc because there is the one card that we could cover and you know we've we've Done things are even myself before leo been creative with like getting a show out and things like that um i am in a play right now that that um opens on the 11th of june so i don't have a ton of time so i've done a lot of prep for that and what also opens on the 11th of june is the movie in the heights and i want to cover the musical in the heights on my other podcast breaking the fourth wall which has been on hiatus for a long time yeah so i'm going to take next week to to do that to really get my lines down and and to um to to put on another another podcast so if you very very few crossover like if, if you listen to me and you also like musicals or if you um have listened to my show in the past be on the lookout for that episode to come out next week um in yeah. the heights is a show it's not a traditional musical so i do think even if you don't you you would enjoy it, but it's neither here nor there. Most people are probably not gonna give a fuck. Um, no they'll give a if, fuck. But as far as in general, like we're getting now I, I'm I grew up in triple digit weather like growing up in Vegas and then you know being in LA, I fucking miss the heat and right now it's it's just starting to get hot. If I did not have stuff to do and maybe I'll even find some time for this, I'm gonna fucking be outdoors, dude, I'm gonna fucking um maybe try and go to the beach there's some yeah. decent beaches on here which are not filled with syringe needles by the way <laughs> so uh what's the word i'm looking for redundant no so, so
2: obvious for No, new jersey. So syringe, syringe no but very obvious for new jersey right
0: yeah but but people who have, who say that about jersey beaches have never been there all
2: right obviously um, uh
0: some of the beaches here are cleaner than the ones in California. Which is, oh yeah, dude, uh, fucking
2: beaches in California are not as nice as people like to think they are. Speaking yeah. of which, I'm actually going to the beach today. Um, It's actually part of the reason why we're recording so early. So Juice has um,
0: where are uh, you shooting or something, or are you just having a beach day?
2: No, I'm just having a beach day. No, um, uh, my friend's having a, a party and um, oh, okay. and I'm going. And it's outdoors. And yeah, just for any anyone about the the COVID masks and stuff like that, I'm gonna be wearing mine the whole time. Just don't worry about it. But anyway, uh, if there's anyone that's going to be mad about it. But with that being said, um, yeah, no, I just normally I just sit on the edge of my bed and cry. (laughs) Thinking about my grandfather. Young man. (laughs) Yeah, just...
4: Play the village uh, people.
2: Yeah, just playing the village people. Cry. No, uh, I don't know. I just I hang out. I just recently got into um, the there's like a Mario three pack that I got on um, first Nintendo Switch. Yeah, Nintendo Switch, and I just started playing 64 again, oh, and dude. it's uh, like riding a bike. It's the best. It's so fun. Um, and I just was like, wow. I, I just all the nostalgia is rushing back to me. Um, and
0: is it is it like enhanced graphics?
2: It's not like for for that game specifically. It's not like as much as you would think. It's it definitely still looks the same as it did yeah. back in the back in the fucking nineties when it so came out.
0: We're probably like clearer screens, like seeing it. But yeah, they, yeah. They kept the not, same. The the All right because yeah, they, definitely... they do enhance them a little bit, but well, sometimes like they'll, the they'll of it
2: they'll redo the entire thing which i have all you know i think everybody's waiting for ocarina of time to to get that i think everybody i don't think there's a single person that has played ocarina of time and hasn't thought about that in the last like uh, when Anytime it came, i play breath of the wild yeah. i'm like well, we're gonna <laughs> when it came out yeah when it came out from like the year after you beat it cuz you probably beat it a couple times cuz i i beat it at least two or three times i remember just being so enamored with that game when it came out like from the time when I stopped playing it to like any time like a new Zelda game would come out, I'd be like, you guys could really just update the graphics. Yeah, you should just update the graphics of Ocarina. Like they and were making and they, <laughs> and they were making such good games, like such good Zelda games. Like every Zelda game has been pretty good from yeah. from Ocarina. Like has been of setting a pretty high bar each time, and I've just been like, I mean, this is good, but like, <laughs> can we just like get the graphics? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is. Come on, guys. It's not that hard. It doesn't seem like it'd be that hard, but obviously they're they're never gonna do that and yeah. we'll have to wait.
0: Majora's mask killed it, even though every there's some people that like to say, like some hipsters that are like, Well, you know, in my opinion, Majora's mask is better than ocarina of Time. Hey man, just want to say it's not no, but it's bro. also like because ocarina like is so iconic and it's it already like to me that that's the pinnacle. And Majora's mask was close, but it's also fucking super complicated and it drives me crazy
2: yeah that i I, that (laughs) people no it's true people don't don't get it man i i i do there's something to be said about some games that if you give me too much things to do it it, i i get over like i almost got overwhelmed with breath of the wild i was like man like this is a lot like i was like this is a lot for me to kind of like figure out where i'm going to go first but i started with the shrines and that helped and i was like okay let me just go to each shrine like and then i kind of created my own path that way and that's how i did it but with Ocarina of Time, it's it, I'm gonna start crying. No, uh, no, um, no um, but uh, it 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 was just like it was not super open world, but it was just enough to kind of like coax you along, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, there's something about that game that's so good, and um, yeah. So just uh, Nintendo, if you're listening, which I know you are, no. um, just. You know, remake Ocarina of Time with the best graphics you possibly can, and you'll get a big old sale. It'll be the biggest sale you could ever think yes. of. Yes,
0: It'll People break will, records.
2: It'll break. Yeah, it will. It will actually
0: absolutely, break records. Yeah. Uh,
2: it will absolutely break records. There's no doubt about it's it. not even
0: hyperbole. Yeah. But anyway. S- speaking of amazing games that are coming mm-hmm. out and sequels, Psychonauts 2 is coming out yeah. soon. Yeah they're still t- they're still dangling the care they're still teasing it they're still like saying like oh it's definitely be releasing this year but we don't know and then i i i got i saw another article because i have like news alerts about it i'm fucking obsessed um they they just said okay it's gonna be released really sooner than we thought i'm like okay let's go yeah, and they, yeah they they've been putting out these like youtube videos of like tim schaefer uh the head of the team and his like design team and stuff doing like zoom meetings and they record and stuff and a lot of right. them talking about the bugs and i guess that they're they're whittling down the number of bugs they have and and they released like some footage in that that video and dude i got so high and they they talked about how the the soundtrack is being recorded for the first time um so one of tim shapers first games i think this was before he created double fine productions he made the curse of monkey island and he mm. was saying how like psychonauts 1 and 2 and monkey island one and two there's a lot of similarities because the second one of both of them is bigger and darker and i was like "Ooh, this is fucking great and monkey island i think he it was released under lucas arts if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and the, there's a three there's three composers that were on those games that some of them have worked on his other games but this is the first time since monkey island that they've all been back and they showed him in the studio recording the soundtrack the guy was laying down the fucking bass and then the the violin guy i was like all right yeah, dude, let's, like, let's make get this game out like i can't wait i can't yeah. wait so
2: so that's what we do we we like to go to beaches and we game and also i mean as just alluded to he's getting his lines ready for Yes, a for a play that it. he's doing. Yeah, so, uh, you know, acting is our, is our main connection. Um, MMA just, is our, uh, is our second. A,
0: a new reel with our, our, our homie, Kevin, who does not listen to this podcast.
2: I, I did, yeah. Uh, I just started to, I'm, I'm in the works of starting a business that, that does that uh, for actors. And this is my second one. And I'm just going to keep being good or bad at it um, until I get
0: better you know yeah, so if you're if you're in the la area which i know some of the people that listen are and you are, and an actor, are an actor yeah and you want to get a real check my boy leo out
2: yeah i'll at least write you some good stuff at the very least all right on to our next quick question
0: yes it's you Ty. yeah and uh we have a great question from the homie rhino all right
3: Hey, Juice and Leo, it's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. So the Ultimate Fighter is returning very soon. The that's one of those shows that I just I think is absolutely critical in the development of getting the UFC's name out there, of getting its brand out to more people. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it. I always have I know a lot of people don't like it, but I really, really do. And so it got me to thinking about like the combination of Combat Sports and reality TV. You know, we've had the contender. Obviously, we've had the ultimate fighters, so there's been some other ones across the board. If they were going to do a big brother, which, you know, they all have to live together behind closed doors for X amount of time and do challenges and whatnot. If they're going to do a big brother with five UFC female fighters and five UFC male fighters, who are the five of each that you would pick? Why and how do you think it would go? Super curious to hear the answer. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later.
0: Okay, this question got me hyped when he sent it in, and I said it, it started my brain working already immediately. And it was—it's so funny because he had last week on his show, he had Kenny Florian, uh, mm-hmm. who was in the original season one of Ultimate Fighter, and Kenny Florian, he probably gets asked about the uh, about the Ultimate Fighter on at least like every other interview that he does. He gets asked a lot, and it's you know. Uh, Rhino asked him about it, and he was just like, He gave the most honest answer I've ever heard. And I was just like, Wow. Kenny goes, Yeah, it was cool. We were in there longer for uh, most people because now they do it in 15 weeks. We, we did it like 20 weeks or whatever he said. He goes, I fucking hated those challenges. <laughs> and that's like what, when I first started watching it, because I used to watch those early 2000s or mid 2000s, like reality shows on TV and stuff, like role rules and challenge and all this shit. And like doing those, those like challenges that they would do were like kind of just fun and entertaining and the fact that that was integrated into like fighting was just so interesting to me but i could see why a fighter would be like man we we got to fucking cut weight and and train with these guys that we live with and then like fucking do these challenges why like (laughs) i could i could see that and when when rhino brought this question up I started thinking about other reality shows that could be have an MMA spin. And there's this show that's on Netflix called the circle. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it. Cause my, my girl Ash from silly little podcast uh, released an episode where she was talking about it. And I, I've only seen clips of the circle, but it's like a show that's all about social media and the, the circle itself is like their own platform or whatever. It's like a, it's not on Twitter. It's not Facebook. It's it's like their own social media for the show. And um they can only interact with people through the network if i'm not mistaken or something and like there's apparently there's catfish and like people are fucking whatever and i was like bro what if like instead of the ultimate fighter it was like the circle and you had to like create twitter beefs to be able to get a fight and so you couldn't fucking uh, have a fight if you didn't have a good presence on social media or mm-hmm. whatever and then i also started to think another one and this is dumb and this is crazy but there's this fucking show called i think it's called love at first sight or married at first sight but it's these they took like couples or not not couples but um people that didn't know each other that were like the same amount of of men and women mm-hmm. and they would put them in these pods and you could only talk to them you could only talk to you know the opposite sex that you were trying to attract through like a, a veil or through a wall or whatever so you couldn't see them and you had to build the connection based off of that uh before you could decide okay and then at the end like the guy would propose after like a couple weeks in these pods and then then they would meet him and then they would see and then they had that was a second half of the show that wasn't as good um but i was like what if fighters had to pick their training partners or their opponents not, like without seeing them and just sort of like by talking to them what if they had to, that got my brain thinking. There's oh. maybe something there, but it's also like really convoluted. But to circle back to um, to Rhino's question about Big Brother, you and I talked about this before the show. We've n- never seen Big Brother, yeah, ever. Or I've seen. Post- I, I kind of know about it. It's like they're in a house and they're being watched.
2: Well, I think I, I think I can give you the example. Uh, to be honest with you, I think I know how this works. Let me give you. Let me give you my five male picks, okay? Um, so Nick and Nate Diaz. Gilbert Burns and Herbert Burns, and uh, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, Derek Lewis.
0: Oh, Oh,
4: Derek Lewis!
2: Right, big brother.
0: That's literally just listed all the like siblings in MMA. Okay.
2: And Derek Lewis. And Derek Lewis. Yeah. Could you imagine?
0: Oh. Gilbert Burns and
2: Herbert Burns.
0: The Nick Diaz and
2: brothers and Derek Lewis. Lewis.
0: All right. So who are you picking for the women that
2: uh, Valentina Shevchenko and her sister
0: Antonina Shevchenko
2: Antonina Shevchenko. Um, I'm trying to think of the, uh, I don't think there's any other sisters. Uh, so I'm going to go. <laughs> wow. Uh, would have been racist if I would have said Angela Hill anyway. Uh, um, but I'm going to go with Angela Hill anyway, because uh, great person.
0: Yeah, she's amazing.
2: Uh, Meatball Molly McCann.
0: Fuck yeah. And fuck it, Roxy.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, that's for you. I I, actually know what I choose. um, I choose Amanda at the top of it.
0: Oh, I think it is.
2: Yeah. Just to kind of be the person that's kind of like chilling, like the fucking like the you know they have like the, that character in anime that's like always like just like so whipping ass but like always just chilling and like being like so funny or something like that like, like doesn't
0: like one like punch all, man.
2: yeah like very like oh, i don't really care like very amanda nunez like of her to be that for for big brother but yeah i think I've, that'd be fireworks dude especially if you think
0: about amanda nunez the way like she's done a few interviews where she's been like drunk <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> That's or, or she's talked about being drunk or she said that before the cyborg because they, people knew amanda was good but it was like the cyborg fight that really because cyborg was a, was a force at that time as well oh yeah like, oh yeah okay and before that amanda had said like oh no i you know she's another brazilian i don't want to fight her and then she also said like oh i'm a little girl i don't want to go up to 45 there. i'm good at 135 when she fought cyborg her mom apparently was like you know oh i'm so worried for you and she goes don't worry, I'm going to kick her ass.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it's already it's already writing itself. This is cool. But anyway, that's my that's are my ladies. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: And men, ladies and men, yeah.
0: Okay. Here's my pick. Okay. Wonderboy and Chris Weidman. <laughs> okay, I like it. And
2: that's that hey that's that yeah, big that's brother energy big right brother there.
0: energy um because there's brothers in law kind of which yeah. is like, like not traditionally but they they're somehow like their siblings are married or either something. way big
2: brother energy big brother
0: way. energy um <laughs> jeff neil and neil magny and the uh, neils in there <laughs> get the get the neils in there <laughs> get the neils in there and you have to have oh. someone <laughs> Wait. hey
2: your, your fifth guy is Daniel.
0: Neil, 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 Jerry,
1: Neil, 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 Neil. So stupid. Can
0: you imagine the antics of like, Neil, <laughs> Neil? Did you, you say uh, Neil? Are you saying me? Mini- no, I said but Neil, but but Neil. Okay, what's Neil? Neal. No, this <laughs> so, not even Neil. It's Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> Neil, Neil. but Neil. Video. <laughs> you know, what I was gonna say before you said that I was gonna say you gotta have some like wild card in there, like Rafael Faziev, who's just oh, yeah. absolute wrecking machine An absolute animal.
2: Uh, oh, what's that? What's that weird? That really funny guy. Um, he's like always doing the spinning shit. I can't remember his name. Uh, he's Brazilian. Oh my god. Oh, Johnny Walker? No, 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 no. It's a different guy. Oh, wow, Michelle, Michelle Pineda. Yeah,
0: Panetta, Yeah. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle Pineda. <laughs> yeah, get him in there. So, forget what I said about the Niels. Get
4: <laughs> one of the Ryman,
0: That's there. Michelle Pereira and Johnny Walker. <laughs> them training together. They've posted pictures and they're apparently their antics are like whatever. They both help each other with, with English. Uh, that's the fucking that's the that's the seed. And then I'm keeping Fazeev in there.
2: Yeah, I love it. All right. So that's and, your men.
0: That's my men for the women. Uh. Got to get Zhang Wei Li in there because I I, th- I think people need to know her personality. Like she's working on her English. Um, Got to get her in there. Um, Got to get Felicia Spencer as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because I was th- I was actually thinking like Megan Anderson, but she's fucking cut from the UFC, bro. Like she's gone. Mm, yeah, but, she's um, gone. She she would be good in there. Um, and by the way, I saw a tweet from uh, from. Our girl Shay um from the from the clinch pod which has been on hiatus but it's coming back she, It was like I would climb Megan Anderson like a tree. Absolutely I fucking agree even though she has me blocked on the podcast account for the most fucking ridiculous reason dude I get so mad at <laughs> what when I think about it too because like apparently she she blocks everyone. She, like, searches her name and blocks people. Like, people who have never tagged her in things will, will say, like, oh, wow, Megan Anderson sucks or whatever, and they block her. And I was like, did I fucking slip up and say that once? I found one because, like, I found out I was blocked once, and I was like, okay, damn, like, now I joined the club. Like, I guess a lot of people on Twitter are blocked by her. I found, I searched our ads, and I, I searched my, my name or searched her name with my ad to see if I'd ever said something and not tagged her. Didn't ever say anything disrespectful. I searched our ads in one of her tweets dude she she was saying something about how trolls are are whatever guys making stupid comments and the homeboy yugi had fucking said um don't focus on the trolls there's guys like me out there who are willing to die in your thighs yeah and i tagged the horny police (laughs) And I get, like, sometimes if people are fucking tagging, like, people sometimes in my tweets will tag, like, old takes exposed and, like, a bunch of shit. I'm like, bro, if you are trying to fucking tag people in my tweets like that, they're just trying to roast me or whatever, you're getting a blog. Sorry about it. You're getting a blog. And maybe she thought I was doing it to her. I don't know. But, like, why would I did that? Because he was being horny. (laughs) And he's not blocked I fucking. and, And, dude. I fucking found that when I found that, I came to the thread because on my um, personal account, I was like, "Bro, this is wild." And then, <laughs> like when I, I I forgot to more of the story, I back up. You when I tagged a Yugi, when I tagged at the horny police, he was like, "You think I give a fuck about the horny police? I've been dick yelled before, bro. I would lick Megan's ovaries." <laughs> and then. She, he still didn't get blocked for that. And then when I fucking brought it up, I was like, hey man, what the fuck? I'm blocked for this. And he said, and I'm not. She wants the ovary king, bro. There you said go. He said, wants the ovary king <laughs> and is still not blocked. <laughs> which leads me to believe he must be right, dude. No I mean,
2: man. it's true because I asked her, I even, I. You her. said
0: you said I want to be blocked, and you didn't get blocked.
2: I didn't get blocked. I said, Megan, can I join the elite group of people who get blocked by you? And dude, she never I'm blocked so me. So mad. Maybe I'll dude. maybe I'll try so again. I'll mad. try again today. Maybe you know what? She's definitely got more time on her hands. Maybe she'll block me today. I'll try again. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, that uh, that bridesmaid dress isn't uh, isn't your color.
0: Yeah, she was like always a bridesmaid, and I wanted to be like, we could change that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but for real, unblock me, Megan Anderson. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, I'm an actual fan. I'm not, I'm not an asshole. I mean, I'm definitely toxic online. Like, <laughs> like hey bro, uh, you're really selling it, right? I'm dude. But but she doesn't need to follow me. Like, she doesn't need to see my tweets. <laughs> just, just let me see her tweets. Like, that's all I've asked. And like, like you can mute me. That's fine. Uh, like uh Fernanda made this uh a- excellent article about the effective uh you know time and mma and how like age and and that sort of thing and it was a really really insightful article and i i tweeted out and she was like you're such a positive force in this space and i was like i mean i'm definitely you know supportive of good people that are producing great content but i'm a fucking (laughs) i'm sometimes tweet like a fucking yeah, cool. last night.
2: Last <laughs> night was some big, high energy juice. Dude, I was
0: so high last night, and like I've been high recording the podcast the past couple of times, but we did this early. I'm not. I have rehearsal. I'm not going to do that. But like last night, I took two edibles, and I normally just take one. And there are people out there that, that smoke a lot and take a lot of edibles, like oh, the fucking pussy, whatever. But bro, that for me was like he was flying. Woo! <laughs> I was like all oh, I I was getting emotional and random things too dude like the like the bromance energy with Bilal and, and Joban, the the fo- yeah. retirement. And by the way, people, people were thinking that like I was gonna be not okay about it. I was like, of course I got a little emotional, but I expected this. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like I, I already came to terms with this. Um and and, and uh, the what was the other thing? Uh, it was someone's post fight interview interview. <laughs> <laughs> See Toxic. All right, but dude, um, that's all I wanted to say. Is that okay? No, I saw. We're sorry. We're in the (laughs) middle of Rhino's question. (laughs) Zhang Wei Li. Yep. Angela Hill. Yeah. Meatball Molly.
2: Yeah.
0: Roxanne Matarferi. Uh huh. And just for a wild card, because it's a reality show, and you got to have drama macy barber
4: oh think about that for a minute that's dude.
0: good think about that and then think about her being like oh like i could beat you if i didn't blow up my knee and roxanne be like yeah but whatever i fucking dominated you shut up i mean hey, obviously, roxy would never say that you
2: know what i love about you is that your entertainment value is always superseding how you feel about someone you were like look yes. i hate her and i've talked i've talked i've dragged her for filth on twitter before but there's not a doubt in my mind. There's not a doubt in my mind that it would be very entertaining to watch. As much as I hate her, I would love to watch the hate her on TV. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. More. Uh, dude, and imagine if, like, uh, I, I don't even want to. I, I feel like it'd be problematic if I said, but imagine, like, I feel like so- sometimes in Big Brother, like, they hook up. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, imagine if Macy like hooks up with one of the, one of the dudes. Uh, like physio or whatever, <laughs> and he's just like, <sighs> okay, all right, <laughs> yeah, all right, <laughs> great, great question, Rhino. Thank you, Rhino, for the question. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna refresh because sometimes we get some last minute submissions. And um, but just by way, thank you, you, you so much to everyone who listened to the last episode, the French Tiger King episode. Um, it <laughs> uh, got a lot of downloads compared to our past history, and I'm so thrilled about it. Stout. So. Stoked. Oh, looks like we got one more last minute submission from our girl G from the WOCast. Let's see what she has to say.
1: Hey, Juicy Juice and Leo. What's up? This is just Gina from the WOCast, and I have a question for the both of you. What do we do here? Do we give Welly Zhang the immediate title shot? Because you mm. know that we got that Chinese market. And if you think like Dana White, you're thinking business, money, and the Chinese market. Or do you give Carla Esparza the title shot she fucking deserves? Not only does she have, I don't even know how many wins in a row, but she came out and she put on a clinic and a title-worthy, a title title shot-worthy performance. I'm leaning towards Carla, but I get the business side of MMA and the UFC and giving Welly Zhang a title shot. What are your thoughts, guys? Love the show. Keep it up.
0: I Ray, mean great question She
2: she's absolutely right about Carla Esparza putting on that that performance that way um, I mean just like it's such a strong performance last night so yeah. and on a 5-5 five, uh,
0: five win streak I think you have to give it to her
2: but you know G, she brings up a really good point about the business aspect yes. of it I, I didn't even think about that before but and rematches
0: but, sell yeah I mean, but at the is a rematch too I mean they have the footage from the other one
2: yeah I, I don't know I, I think that yeah, I, I'm with you, G. I, I think uh, as far as uh, we need to get someone in there that like, you know, the recency bias of the head knockout is probably going to make everyone think um, that, you know, that Whaley doesn't deserve a chance ever again. Or, you know what I mean? Like there's like this weird thing where I yeah. was like, oh, they're a bum or like it have you know, these flash knockouts and stuff like that. It's like, you know, uh, I, I, yeah, Carla Kar- definitely deserves it. We definitely want to see that again. Cause I think we're going to, I think we're going to see Whaley and uh, Rose, definitely again somewhere down the line um, so I, I think we need to get Carla in there and and take her her chance um, and but you know we've, we've already said that Rose is just a, a different fighter a right. very very incredibly different fighter so that will that will shake out nicely but it it, it definitely should be um, Carla stepping up next
0: yeah and it's one of those things where I didn't think about it until she framed it that way now thinking about it if they do go with Wei Lee, I won't be completely surprised but it'll be like you know it'll be like the Rob Whitaker Marvel of situation where I'm like oh like disappointed like that that the rifle person is not getting this shot so yeah fucking a well great question G you guys should go check out the woke cast that she does with Mike Morgan every week it's amazing and there's also a midweek one called shots fired with Kairos and Chisanga Malata love love their shows all right so now we're moving into the twitter forum well i had a couple which is fine because we both got shit to do um but they're great ones the ones that we got i want to start with the homie um pat tobin at pat underscore tobin he says in honor of a great career tell me how paul felder will be remembered as a fighter what was your favorite in ring moment of his this is such a great question because not, not only, you know, obviously I've, I've waxed poetic about Paul Felder on this podcast a lot. And we did it already a little bit this episode, so I don't want to go too much, but I do want to say, because he, he framed the question in such a, a great way, which is like, how will he be remembered as a fighter? And oftentimes in MMA fighters retire way too late. And he even alluded to us, like, I wish more fighters would do this. Like if you're not feeling anymore, like, you know, step out. A lot of people, myself included, feel that he won that Dan Hooker fight. And, and, and even in, in the cage, he was like, uh, maybe I should retire. You know, I, I gave him my all in this fight. You know, he kind of had that energy. And then he said he was already feeling that in the cage in New Zealand. And then he got the fire back a little bit with the RDA fight. And, you know, one judge even gave it to him, which is like my biased ass was like. Okay, let's go. Like obviously, I didn't didn't think he was gonna win at all. But um, there's, I I, I thought there was a case for him maybe winning one of the rounds, but not two. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, To go out on two on a two fight losing streak, and have your stock raise in both of those losses, which like again, people thought he won the Hooker fight, and he stepped up on five days' notice, still made weight like a boss like a fucking professional and went the distance with rda and, and and gave him hell for those five rounds fucking big dragon energy that's how he's going to be remembered i agree with a, with a guy that fought anyone anywhere anytime and was a, a consummate professional but not boring was yeah. just absolutely entertaining He'll be remembered for beating Charles Oliveira for that being his last loss. You and
2: know what? He'll, so, you know so what? Amazing performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about an out of the ring uh, moment for him. Um, you know what, guys? And you might not think this, as obviously everything alluded to it, and I'm going to take the shine away from everything that's happened at this point. Check it out. You guys ready for this? He's the reason why Diego Sanchez is free. Yes. So out of out of the ring moment, he's the reason everyone in that room said a bunch of good stuff. But Paul Felder really made Diego listen.
0: The way he laid it down, dude. The way the way everyone was like in shock that Fabio was bringing that stuff up and taking away the moment. They were just like, "You're doing this," or they
4: yeah. And Paul yeah, Felder everybody- just sitting
0: there and going, "Hey, man, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about."
2: Hey. That's it. That's it for me, <laughs> because honestly, that's that's something that I think Paul will be remembered for is the relatability of his responses and the relatability of, I mean, after the hooker fight, you know, if anything could be showed, I mean, a lot of fighters get emotional, but like the, what he was describing at the end of the fight of like why he does it, what he does, you know, like what all the fighters do of their sacrifice, you know, it's all building and riding on them. Um, so I just think that, yeah, he's going to be known as a constant professional that, that, like I said, would step up whenever, whenever he, he had to, every single time he had to step up. And like I said, but honestly, when he said, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I think everyone was like, yep. And I, I, I really, I really think like, you guys know how like you ever seen like in the old Scooby-Doo fucking uh, cartoons whenever like a character has like a hypnotized eye, you know, whenever they're like they're, they're zooming in on him. Like Diego Sanchez was in that state when Josh Baby went into the room. And the second that Paul Felder said that he like did the head shake and was like, oh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then he's just since that moment, he just was like, I got to get out of here. But he couldn't figure out a be- better way. But he finally did. But it was Paul Felder that woke him up because the way his energy was in that room, just literally looking down be like, hey, man, who are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude.
2: So, uh, yeah, My, my I, like I said, I think my favorite moment was after the Dan Hooker fight, his announcement of his retirement and just kind of describing everything that had happened and just like going to war and still being, you know, just the best. So, yeah.
0: And the second part of his question is my favorite um, in in cage moment of his. I think I'm going like the, the the hooker fight was just so iconic one of the best fights that year, but also that Charles Oliveira fight. Because like I said, it was his last loss. People now are starting to like, he's coming into his own and people are really like looking at him as this, as this elite, elite fighter. Back then he wasn't, unknown but he was still finding his footing and he was still the guy that would win a fight and being like i'm going back to featherweight like no but he still was this legit submission threat and the way paul felder just sat in his guard all disrespectful and landed these elbows i kept was like fuck yeah dude because he was even saying he was like he's a guy that can grab you know chokes and you're you can grab a limb so i wanted to keep it tight with the elbows and just the way he talked about in that performance and my probably my favorite ring moment like that isn't a performance is I, I can't remember when I think it was in Glasgow it might have been when he fought Stevie Ray um, his brother was in his corner but brother isn't a fighter um, but it was their dad had just passed and the way he honored him and the way he just broke down was amazing and I'll, I'll always remember Feller as this like guy that wore his heart on his sleeve and you know never. Like, he just has this way of not being super bombastic and controversial, but not boring and not just like, yeah, <clears throat> not, not just me fighting style. Like, his interviews were always so engaging and, yeah, yeah. And you just can tell he's this amazing guy. And um, he's now become this one of my favorite commentators. So yeah. fucking so stoked for his career moving forward. Absolutely. All right. Next question I want to read is from. At the Jive Master Ben Kylie, he says Cody Garbrandt versus Sean O'Malley. Thoughts? First of all, my thoughts. <laughs> I think at this moment in time, Sean O'Malley melts Cody Garbrandt, and that and I. This is coming from a Sean O'Malley hater, by the way. I'm not like a, oh yeah, O'Malley's the next. I just think he's gonna find the chin eventually. I just, I just know it. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, Cody's I- a better fighter as far as like all around, but no.
2: Yeah, Sean's going to really test that chin pretty early on. So
0: Cody could test his cardio, though. I mean, if, yeah. if the Cody that came to, to 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 fight Rob Font tonight that went the distance and still was looking fresh <clears throat> just didn't have much success in the striking, like Sean O'Malley hasn't been – I don't even think he's been to the third round, really. I mean, maybe, maybe yep. he was against Almeida, and then he got to finish the third round. But no, no, he went the distance with Andre and then when he fucking broke his leg. But oh, like, yeah. He definitely hasn't been, at least not in the UFC. He hasn't been in to the championship rounds, and that's where I think Cody could have success. You know what? Changing my answer, Cody. Oh wow!
2: No, I still think Sean. I think Sean's yeah. too powerful. I think he's just gonna he's gonna land a, a a big hit, and it's gonna.
0: He also has the reach. Like, there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of times where I think Cody would be at a disadvantage in that fight. And if for some reason the timeline was different, and the Cody that put an absolute masterclass on Dominic Cruz, like let's say Sean, he wasn't even signed to the UFC at that point because the con- mm-hmm. contender series didn't even ha- happen. That's yep. where he got his break. If he, for some reason was like the next line for the title shot and, and, and Cody had fought him then I think I would absolutely like give Sean no chance. Right. Um, but now where their careers are, I just think, you know, like I said, the more I think about it, the more I'm finding ways where Cody could have success about like taking to the fight around using his wrestling. But as far as my gut reaction, which is your still final pick, like Sean, maybe yeah. gives him yeah, have a tough time. Yeah. Tough time in
2: there. Yeah. Very tough time.
0: Fucking well. Thank you, Ben. Go check out his podcast, The Hind Fight Podcast. And one of our favorites, a uh, show regular has an amazing question is from the filthy casual at MMA filthy casual. She said, Hey guys, I'm binge watching old seasons of the ultimate fighter. And I wanted to ask your opinion out of all the fighters to join the UFC after winning tough, who has gone on to have the most impressive career and who has been the most disappointing.
2: Uh, just for, for sake of, of argument. Um, di- uh, did, did, Michael Bisping won yeah yes yeah so Michael Bisping uh just and it's all and honestly if we didn't go to UFC 199 I don't know if I can answer that question but because we went to UFC 199 we saw him get the belt uh, uh, okay and also you have to keep in mind that he's also on the desk as well like there, like I'm talking about like a full arc of like wow that's really really like what a skyrocketing like thing obviously being amazing but fighting which is the most important thing to getting the belt and then to just like easing his way into retirement. Um, Yeah. It's uh, that's who it is for me. I mean, there's a, there's way more people that like ton, you know, Kumar Usman, there's a lot, a lot of other fighters that have been on tough that like have um, you know. Yeah. But, but just for me, I think like, as far as like longevity goes, like Michael Bisping, is doing pretty, pretty impressive. And as far as disappointing, um, I mean, now that like, it's kind of like talked to, I don't want to say, I don't necessarily want to say Nick Diaz, but kind of like, no, sorry, not, uh, Nate, sorry. Uh, Nate Diaz, Nate. um, just, just for the sake of like the, it's more of like the, you know, beat Connor, Lose, lose against Connor, like could have stayed in the, in the light and then just kind of like backed away. And, you know, was very much just like, yeah, I'll do it. Or, or I won't do it. You know, there's something about that, but I don't know. That's the most disappointing, but so.
0: Yeah. For me. So I, I kind of have to agree with you on Bisping. I mean, he's definitely up there, you know, the, the, the most impressive one is, is hard. Um, but Bisping is imp- especially impressive for me because he, he won. In, in season three of the ultimate fighter yeah the, the like in 2006 or seven yeah the generations that he had to to beat to and stay relevant to get a title shot in 2016 yeah which at that time was the record and just barely got broke by charles Oliveira, and to find out later that he was doing it with one eye
2: yeah, yeah, yeah for, yeah. for
0: at least several fights. I I think he I think he had the eye thing happen in like 2013 or 14. Like, so, so impressive, dude. And then after that, he goes on to defend against uh, Dan Henderson, which at the time was like, he was ranked number 13. People gave a lot of shit for that. Uh, some crazy people even think Dan Henderson won that fight, which is absolutely insane. Um, just because of two big overhand rights that got Bisping in trouble for a little bit. Ooh, Bisping still won the other three rounds. Even still, dude, he then g- fights GSP and loses. But in many people's eyes, myself included, George is the greatest self of all time. And then gets knocked out on short notice by by Kelvin Gastelum. So he didn't have the best ending as to a career, but that to go out the peak, to like he just barely lost the belt and, and then retired after that. I still think he's he's up there. Um, I mean, is Rashad he the Evans,
2: most impressive? For yeah, okay, there you. Go
0: like Rashad Evans got um, had a great career I want to say one of the more disappointing ones because there, there are some people that won and then straight up disappeared that you like don't even hear from anymore mm-hmm. and like to be honest those are like what some people that come to mind for disappointing and, and I'm a fan of his Like I'm one of the only fans on Twitter left Ryan Hall just because he was this like wizard and you know he he had all this praise and, and hype coming from the ultimate fighter and then hasn't really fought a ton yeah but it's like still around <clears throat> in the rankings it's like yeah, he's
2: he's fighting um on the on the counter card i'm pretty sure actually yeah yeah he, he has a, he has
0: a fight booked um yeah but um when's he gonna fight after that
2: <laughs> yeah that's a good point well
4: okay well good
2: question um yeah so yeah, I mean, we're, is we're your is your answer man. is your answer Michael Bisping? Yeah, yeah. For
0: most of i I'm, I'm gonna go with Bisping.
2: I, I think um, I, you know I didn't think about that before. I think your your generational quote or the the, the generational point you made is a good point. Like, yeah, like, he's fought some pretty big names in UFC. He's been fighting big names in the UFC since he got in, relatively. Um, yeah. And what you know, like two
0: of yeah of two divisions because he started at 205. He won the Ultimate Fighter 205. And then went down to middleweight. So he he's fought a lot of, a lot of people, dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: All right. Last question on the forum is from unmatched MMA podcast. He said, would you rather see a Rose Whaley rematch or a Rose Esparza rematch next? How much of a chance does Esparza have to win the belt? He has he has another set, so let's let's sort of unpack that real quick. Um, I personally would rather see the Asparza match because she's on this massive streak. Um, that's a loss that I know Rose wants to get back, and there's some intrigue there. The Whaley was so quick, and while Whaley uh, is great, she wasn't necessarily like a dominant champion. She had one defense and then lost to Rose. That one defense fight of the century yeah and i want to see them run it back oh, yeah. i want to see them run it back because at this point like joanna is talking about maybe coming back and like before the the rose fight she tweeted out like oh maybe my next opponent like yeah only if 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 Wei lee Li wins like if rose wins like you lost twice to her but if but if she gets the rematch back against Wei lee then I think there's a case for uh you wanna rematch. So that fight has more intrigue to me than even oh, yeah. even the Rose Sparsa one is is a is a Whaley Joanna rematch. So that said, I think. Um I think Carla does have a chance. I want to say I'm giving it like 30 70 or maybe 60 40, being you know, Rose being biased. Um not being biased, but being favoring Rose. That's what I meant to say. Like yeah. I think that rematch favors Rose, but I don't think it's it's a foregone conclusion, like I was saying online. Um
2: <laughs> But I, I think I think you're right. I I think that yeah, like we said, I think Rose is just I it, it's gonna be a very interesting fight. Like it's gonna be a, such a build-up, like to think of you know the type of fighter Rose has become. Just like so skilled, so technical, um, getting getting to where she is, you know, having the belt, doing all that stuff. It's just like I don't think, yeah, it's weird. It's like that that kind of concept of like, you know, you're meeting a different fighter than the last time they fought. So it's Man. it's going to be. Rose had hair
0: the last time they fought.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: Rose had all her hair. So huh. like how long have we thought of Rose as, as having her hair shaved? Like like a no, long time. A long time. She cut it for the page fight, which was like in 2015, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, She just was like, it was getting in the way. She just took it all off. Uh, and then his next question says, "Were you also shocked that Font versus Garbrandt went the distance and Cody's chin held up? Where does Cody go from here? Is a move to 125 a good idea?" So we kind of talked about that last part with with Seth Seth's question. Yeah, we kind of I th- I think it's still a, a hard question to answer, but I do want to say I was shocked as well. Like I picked.
2: Uh, yeah, I I was shocked that it went the distance. Yeah
0: yeah i i picked font by fourth round ko um and we're um we're playing against uh d crons on uh, topology he picked um he picked rob font by second round ko or tko honestly i was like i could see that i think cody's gonna you know last a little bit longer but yeah i mean even it wasn't looking good for cody in the fourth round i i like i was like oh fucking this is it i was like yeah but no he held up and i was i was impressed
2: yeah, and uh, yeah, like I said, the fact that it went the to a decision, I was like, okay, this is not what I was expecting at all. But, um, and and then to answer the other questions, I mean, we, we both think one twenty five is, is good, at least to try. And and like yeah, you said, at least a try. You would, and you wouldn't say it if if he himself wasn't like, I could do it. You know, like
0: yeah, he's mentioned it several times. Yeah. He even was booked against uh, Figueiredo before he had to pull up because of COVID, I believe. And sure that's where uh, that really bad bout with COVID happened. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They, they were gonna off that a sunset performance. They were like, okay, he's ready for uh, uh, for Figueiredo. Like he's ready to go to one twenty five get a tile shot. Like they were ready to do that fight. So yeah, you know. Because huh. ultimately, like I think Cody as a former champion, like if there's no path back to the belt, like I would say, like there there are more reasons to fight other than the belt. Like a lot of people say, like well, he'll never be a champion. He should retire. Like, right. but as a former champion, if you can't get back there. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, so great question. And that ladies and gentlemen, just refreshing the notifications, making sure I didn't get any. Um, Sometimes people do late submissions via DM. Don't see any in there. I think we're
2: we're all set.
0: So as mentioned before, uh, we are not going to be doing an episode next week. So since there's no fight card, and since there's no episode as well, I do I do want us to give our picks for Rosenstrike yep. versus Sakai for the fight uh, card that's happening on June 5th. <clears throat> so opening up the main card, we have Tom Breeze versus Antonio Arroyo. I, I think it's actually Ahoyo because he's a Brazilian.
2: I'm going to go with Ahoyo.
0: I'm going Tom Breeze. Uh, okay. I just, he's a guy that I always want to see win. Um, he had an interview where he was very, like, incredibly open about some tough mental health issues and where he was, like, suicidal and stuff like that. Really uh, love him. And I love his fighting style, too. He's looked great since moving up to middleweight. Um, I think Antonio can can maybe catch him in a submission, but I think uh, Breeze is too much for him on the feet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think that uh, uh, Ahoyo um, is a good fighter, and that's it.
0: All right. No, he is a good fighter, so he <laughs> could very well win. Uh, the next fight is super intriguing to me, a welterweight. San- Santiago Ponzanibio versus Miguel Baeza. I believe his nickname is the Carmel Thunder.
2: I'll go with Baeza then.
0: Yeah, based on that. What if I didn't say the nickname? Were you going to pick Ponzinibbio? Uh
2: No, I was going to pick Miguel Baeza just because, you know, he's uh, uh, a... Well, no, he's um, he's like an... Aries. Well, he's like an Aries, and his third sign is in the yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> only only Pamela can do uh, MMA picks based on astrology. That's,
2: that's a good point. Uh, that's a really good point. Um, no, it's because you know I'm his... picking
0: pick his as well, though. Oh, I'm, good, honestly, good, like, good. Uh, Santiago is so you sense his
2: BDE as well.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, San- Santiago is a great fighter. But ever since I found out he fucking clips the ears of his dogs and uh, oh, you, yeah, you
2: out. Which also, by the way, but okay, Cody also does that. So, oh,
0: that's right, dude. You I you forgot found, about I that remember when that. you were like, I like
2: yes. Cody, and I was like, when they was like, a clip in his ears, and I was like, no, no, you don't like Cody.
0: No, absolutely. Fuck, I forgot about that, dude. Okay. No yeah. love. No love. No fucking love for me oh my god dude i can't remember that um he also posted something about like not wearing a mask on the plane and the pilots were not wearing a mask (laughs) in southwest (laughs) and this guy on twitter mark foster who who (laughs) randomly tweets uh crazy things Uh and he found this tweet a mixed a maid and he was like hey cody shut your mouth before i shut it for you oh wow he looks like he's like 20 years old and like doesn't (laughs) Like not an athlete
2: yeah uh I think uh Bala, Bala, I think Bilal last night like in the fourth like between the fourth and fifth round was like we need to call up Southwest Airlines <laughs> come on Cody <go> <laughs> he's like come on Cody call up Southwest get that angry um uh it's so
0: funny dude he yeah, okay so funny
2: all right let's uh so yeah right, the,
0: the next the next fight yeah we both got byza next fight is happening at middleweight which is intriguing to me roman delize versus Loriano staropoli um Delize just had a great performance. Um I who, who did you say? Delize, Roman Delize. Against you who? Loreano Staropoli Do you have someone else?
2: I have something else, yeah. What do you have? Uh De Chirico.
0: Alessio Alessio De Chirico.
2: De Chirico, yeah.
0: Against who? Roma,
2: Roman 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 Delize. Delize. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do you want? Oh,
0: that's interesting. I have it as Soropoli. Maybe maybe it's De Kierico. Maybe they got the wrong Italian, which would be so funny. <laughs> would I
2: mean, hey, Soropoli fights hey,
0: hey. in Argentina, but he's Italian by blood.
2: Which would be Maron. See, you know what I mean?
0: Like, yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs>
4: um.
0: Okay. So this is, uh, is tricky because if it's well, De out De Chirico, of those three
2: fighters, I think they should all fight in the ring now. Yeah. And I'm gonna go with De Chirico.
0: I was gonna say if it's De Chirico, I'm taking De Kuyrø. Yeah, if it's Staropoli, I'm taking De Hmm. I guess and we'll Staropoli find out normally fights weeks. a welterweight, so I like if if he's moving up, that's definitely sus. Like I don't know how he'll handle it. So, you know, i was gonna pick Roman because, like, based on what I what I see here, um, gotta pick Roman.
2: Okay. All right. I like it. I'm gonna pick um this this Italian man, De Cicero, De Cicero?
0: Yeah, Yeah, we're so canceled. Yeah, we're um, going to be
2: canceled. Can't wait.
0: All right. The co-main is an interesting heavyweight fight. Walt Don't Harris, even ask
2: Walt Harris for me.
0: Same. It's, and it comes down to, I need him to get a win, dude. I need yeah. it so badly. Yep, uh, Tev yep. had a great tweet about it. It was like, we we really need him to see it. He hasn't gotten a win since the whole thing happened with his stepdaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah super sad bro the overing fight made me super sad I can't I can't I can't even think about him losing right now I'll lose it like we need him to win we need that fight with fucking yeah yeah I just, I'm right Harris fuck dude fuck
2: yeah he needs to win I mean you know obviously for his own sake but he, yeah, we, I, he's also a good fighter as well it's just you know
0: well yeah yeah, a well, hole. Yeah, well. No, but I definitely think he has the power to to be Marcin Tibura. Although Tibera showed he could handle the power of Greg Hardy, which is like I don't know. Right. You know, it's it's definitely a matchup that I don't want to think about because if I start to break it down more, I might have a hard time picking Wall, and that's definitely not gonna happen. So yeah, exactly. I'm so, riding with Wall still, yeah,
2: still picking Wall Hairs. And on to the All main right. event.
0: The main event, Jaczinho <laughs> Rosenstreich. Jazinho. Um we had a whole thing on Twitter last night. Steffi was was trying to figure out how to pronounce his name and she tagged uh Fernanda and was like, I was like, well, in Portuguese, it's like, you know, he's named after the Portuguese soccer player Jazinho, but he's from Suriname, so they might not pronounce that. I don't know. Yeah, no, that anyway. is
2: that is very confusing. I will say. I remember whenever um like dialects class and uh, like at AMDA and stuff like that, and people be like, Well, that's not really this or that. And I was like, guys. The world is full of weird anomalies. I, I, yes, one time at well, one
0: contradictions,
2: when I was at work, one time a woman called in. She was Chinese, raised in China till she was 10, moved to Russia, learned English in Russia. So she had a Chinese Russian
0: English accent. English accent. And That's I'm like, wild.
2: I can't, I, my brain, I'm like, I can't process the vowels and the, the, all the so- sounds. And I was like, yeah. So like I said, you know, Jorgin- Jorginho could be different in that country.
0: I imagine though that you would at least print like, they might read it and pronounce it one way, but if you're named after that guy, you, you have to keep the pronunciation, at least at least within the confines, like you may not pronounce the R the same way because like the Portuguese right. R is like Jarzinho. Like I'm even having a hard time to do it. That's not it. But yeah, it's it's um, almost French. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Um, but 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 the, the J sound and and making the NH be, be like a Y is like or an NY at least. That yeah. probably sticks. Like it probably yeah. say like I'm like your Yeah. That said, I'm picking Jorginho to to beat Augusto Sakai. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For me, he's more proven over. Um,
2: he is more. Pro- he is more proven. I yeah. I'm knocked go.
0: the fuck out by Francis, but yeah. No, so Augusto is is a decent Muay Thai fighter, but I think Biggie Boy is going to knock him out. Uh, no,
2: I, I'm going to go with Sakai. I'm going to go with Sakai.
0: Perfect.
2: Perfect. And ladies and gentlemen, I think uh, that Juice has got, us... a, got a shit shower and shave before he goes to his rehearsal.
0: Yep. <laughs> I have to do all those things.
2: All in order. He's definitely going to shave his beard.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to shave. Definitely not, though.
2: Not his beard. Um, yeah, we good. That's all right. Yeah, you're right. just just comb it down
0: yeah just comb it that's exactly what i'm gonna do comb Comb a beard comb
2: you should i have a beard comb i don't even have a beard (laughs) um thank you guys for listening this week and uh we'll see you in two weeks um for that fight card on that sunday uh should be fun um hell yeah Follow me at leogh2113 on Twitter and
0: Instagram. Uh, Follow me at FriendlySparPod on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, Leo, uh, I forgot to ask you.